The brutal fight over, he ground his boot into the slain goblin's cadaver. He was stained crimson with the monster's blood. From his grimy steel helm and leather armor, to the mail made of chain-linked metal rings that covered his entire body. A small battered shield was fastened to his left arm, and in one hand, he held a brightly burning torch. Heel braced against the creature's corpse, he reached down with his free hand and casually withdrew his sword from its skull. It was a cheap-looking blade, its length poorly conceived, and now it was drenched in the goblin's brains. Lying on the ground, an arrow in her shoulder. The young girl's thin frame shook with fear. Her sweet, classically lovely face framed by long hair, almost a translucent gold, was scrunched up into a mess of tears and sweat. Her slim arms, her feet, her whole gorgeous body was clad in the vestments of a priestess. The sounding staff she clutched jangled, the rings hanging on it striking one another in time with the quaking of her hands. Who was this man before her? So strange was his appearance, the aura that cloaked him, that she imagined he might be a goblin himself. Or perhaps something far worse, something she had no knowledge of yet. Who, who are you? She asked, pushing down her terror and pain. After a pause, the man answered. Goblin Slayer. A killer not of dragons or vampires, but the lowliest of monsters, goblins. Normally, the name might have seemed comically simple, but to Priestess, at that moment, it was anything but funny. You've heard this one before. The day an orphan raised in the temple turns 15. They become an adult and must choose their path. Will they remain in the temple as a servant of the goddess? Or will they leave and try to make their way in the greater world? Priestess had chosen the latter, and a visit to the Adventurer's Guild was how she had chosen to do it. The Adventurer's Guild, created to support those courageous questing souls, was formed, so it was said, by a handful of people who met one another in a bar. Unlike other workers' associations, the Adventurer's Guild was less a labor union than an employment agency. In the ongoing war between the monsters and those who have language, adventurers were like mercenaries. No one would tolerate the existence of armed toughs if they were not managed carefully. Priestess stopped in her tracks as the vast branch office that stood directly inside the town gates took her breath away. When she entered the lobby, she was taken aback to find it bustling with adventurers, even though it was still morning. These buildings boasted large inns and taverns, usually together, as well as a business office, all in one. Really, this kind of clamor was the natural result of providing these three services in one place. For every ordinary human in plate armor, there was an elven mage with a staff and mantle. Here, there was a bearded, axe-wielding dwarf. There, one of the little meadow-dwelling folk known as Rias. Priestess wound her way through the crowd, past males and females of every race and age imaginable, carrying every type of weapon toward Guild Girl. The line snaked on and on, full of people who had come to take on or lodge a quest or to file a report. A spear-wielding adventurer was chatting with one covered in heavy armor. And? How was the manticore in the pass? It wasn't much. If you want a big one, I think you'd better try the ruins or something.
Fair enough, but you're never going to put food on the table that way. Hey, I've heard there's an evil spirit making trouble up near the capital. Whoever goes over there might be in for a nice payday, eh? Maybe I could handle it if it's just some low-level demon. Priestess was brought up short no less than three times listening to their casual conversation, and each time she pulled her sounding staff close to herself to steal her resolve. Soon, I will also. She had no illusions that an adventurer's lot was an easy one. Priestess had seen firsthand the wounded return from the dungeon, coming to the temple begging for a healing miracle. And healing such people was precisely the creed of the Earth Mother. How could she shrink away then from putting herself in danger to do as she had been taught? She was an orphan, and the temple had saved her. And now it was her turn to repay that debt.